I got it. Hi, Jill. How are you? Hi, good. How are you doing? I'm good. All right. So we're going to start my podcast for today, and I'll be discussing parental alienation. As some of you may have heard, I did a podcast last Wednesday on the relationship between PTSD and parental alienation. I've been fortunate to have been able to do an interview for today with someone who knows a lot about this topic. I have, I have with me today Jill Ajizi. And Jill, before we get into exactly what parental alienation is, can you go ahead and inform the audience a little bit about your role in the local community of Springfield, Illinois, in, re- in regards to the local PAAO USA chapter? Sure. Thanks, Ben, for having me today. And it's such an interesting topic. So my organization is a global organization, not just in Springfield, Illinois, as you as you had said. I mean, there is an Illinois chapter. There are several state chapters, but this is a this is a something that expands worldwide. It's not isolated to Springfield, Illinois, or you know Bloomington, Illinois, or anywhere else in Illinois. It's happening to children all over the world. So I started this organization about 15, 16 years ago and saw such a need to try to become a clearinghouse and resource for people who had nowhere else to turn. They had been financially, emotionally, and physically devastated by the wrath of parental alienation and and I deal with the parents who have lost contact with their children. So uh, while the child is certainly the victim, there are many, many broken hearts in the uh, in the uh, parents and grandparents and ex- and immediate family members that lose contact with that child. Okay. And then, so what exactly, for anyone who's never heard of this, what exactly is parental alienation? What does that mean? So simply put, Ben, what it means, it's when one parent turns the child or children against the other parent, normally happening within a divorce or an adversarial divorce situation. However, it can occur in an intact marriage as well. That doesn't happen quite as often. Uh, Most of the time, it's in a very, very adversarial divorce case. So when those children are turned, it's a brainwashing technique that essentially erases memories and, and what we like to say kidnaps the mind of that child so that every fond memory of that other parent that's being alienated and his or her family are, are just consequently erased from history. They don't exist anymore. Wow. Um, Where did you first learn about parental alienation and what that meant? When did you first hear hear that term? So many causes arise from someone who has that issue occurring in their lives and they see a need to make a difference. So 16 years ago, it happened to me. And through divorce, my children were alienated from me and my entire family. We haven't seen them in, in years and years. And uh, I, I one night was sitting and Googling what happens when children stop talking to a parent or a grandparent and why. And that term kept coming up, that phrase parental alienation, something I had never heard of, something I never, ever thought I would be part of and a country club that you just don't want to belong to. But boy, you sure pay the dues. 
And so we talked about this a little bit. How exactly does parental alienation happen? Because you said it's a, a form of brainwash, but how does one parent go about doing that to the children? So there are several signs and, and techniques that alienating mm-hmm. parents can use to turn the child. Um, just just a few. Um, there there are seventeen strategies that you can that you can Google because I know we're short on time. So um, that you can Google and see actually what they do. So telling them basically your mom or your dad is bad. And and Ben, I really want to point out, this isn't a gender issue. It happens to men and women equally as far as parenting goes. So so it is not just happening to men and it is not just happening to women. Um, but, But the alienator can can tell the child your mom you know doesn't want to spend time with you because she has a new boyfriend your dad doesn't want to spend time with you he never wanted you in the first place he doesn't pay child support he he doesn't like you anymore he got a new girlfriend i mean there's a million things that they can say but then it gets more detailed you know your 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 mom uh, decided that a long time ago that you weren't worthy of her time she went out and and um, went to bars um, instead of spending time with you. Now, many, most, everything that's told to the children is is not true and um, unsubstantiated. In fact, parental alienation is an unexplained rejection of a parent. There is no rhyme or reason to it. And when we liken it to uh, a child who's been abused, we know children that have been abused through life still want to spend time with that parent. If you've got kids in foster care and they've been burnt by cigarettes or kicked in the face by a parent, what do you think the first thing is those children are going to tell you they want to do if you ask them? It's to go back to their family and back to their parent. These kids, the kids of parental alienation, never want to go back to that parent. They've never had good memories with that parent. They've never liked that parent. But you can never find a reason, a good reason, other than maybe they made too much spinach at home or they took them to Disney World too many times. The reasoning is so unsubstantiated and so bizarre that it just makes absolutely no sense. So why do you think the alienator, the parent who's alienating the children, what is what are maybe two of the main reasons that are kind of statistical for why they do it? So alienation is used as a last bastion of sort in a divorce case. You can destroy someone financially and they can still maybe make it through. You can destroy someone physically and they can still maybe make it through emotionally you're then cutting to the heart of that person with something that is near and dear to them so what the alienator is doing is using that child as a weapon to gain emotional justice over that parent for something they perceived that they did to them so they're still trying to maintain control and get and get justice over what they think happened to them in the marriage now there's or 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 a partnerships because a lot of these people today aren't even married it's just partners living together and um so so 
what they do is they continue to chip away at that relationship with that child and the other parent until it is virtually non-existent. And parental alienation comes in three levels, Ben. It's mild, moderate, and severe. So mild being that the child still has contact, might be a little bit rude to the other parent and his or her family. It, it moves on to the moderate level where they stop wanting to spend time with you. They make excuses for that visitation time that's allotted to that parent. They say they've got something else scheduled. They can't be there. Severe level means absolutely no contact. So, um, you know, there, it, 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 it is pretty easy to watch that progression when alienation is in full force. And what normally happens when the alienated parent tries to break away from the other, from the person, the other spouse or their partner who's alienating the children? So if someone is trying to step away from the person who is beginning to do that, what normally happens to them other than being alienated from their children? Like, is there a lot of legal things that can be thrown their way or... Well, sure, of course, yes. Erroneous orders of protection is a big tool that um, that is used by alienators. So, for example, um, uh, just saying that that parent maybe hit the child or that parent um, threatened to kill the alienator. There's a lot of things that that come up, and, and orders of protection are handed out like candy in a candy store, and and judges, you know, don't want blood on their hands, so they try. To to, to to cross uh, all the T's and dot all the I's and make sure that no one's going to get hurt. But in most cases, in parental alienation cases, orders of protection are very, very unnecessary. So uh, now when you bring domestic abuse into the situation, it's much different. Um, emotional abuse is a big part of this. Domestic violence and domestic abuse and, and, and child abuse from a physical standpoint point aren't often parts of this. Now, another thing that can come into play in parental alienation to hurt the other parent or the, the targeted parent, the parent that's being driven away from the child, is um, uh false allegations of sexual abuse. So saying that that child uh, was sexually abused by the parent. Oftentimes that is unfounded. DCFS is called in. There's an investigation. And, and when that happens multiple times, then people can see that there's a pattern here. And, and, that, and why they continue to be unfounded, the, the alienator then starts tipping their hand. So when when more lies are told, I mean, this is the case in any uh, human relationship. When more lies are told, they begin to build up, and eventually the un the onion layers are peeled back, and you can see what that alienator is doing very clearly. The unfortunate part is sometimes that takes many years, and that child has grown and has has lived the life of not being with that other parent. So it's very hard to turn that child around then without having reunification ordered through the family court system. So time is the friend of an alienator. The longer it takes for a judge to make a decision, then the longer that child is going to be away from that target parent and, and, and maybe never want to come back to them at all. And 
finally for today, what are the what are some outlets for an alienated child or the parent who's been alienated from their kids? So an alienated child it is a is a, is like a unicorn coming out and going and trying to seek help and find someone that they can talk to. If you're an alienated child and you're listening to this podcast and you want to love both your parents and you want if it's your mom you're alienated from and you want to see your mom and her family take that step. Get someone to help you. A strong support system very important but you are up against someone who's very strong if you have another parent who's an alienator so you've got to be able to withstand that pressure and in today's society Ben it's very difficult for kids who are are 9 to 18 to withstand that pressure from an alienator and want to be with the other parent at the same time it's such a conflict within themselves Mhm All right well did you have anything else to add today Well, I just appreciate you and um if anyone out there needs any help at all, uh they I'm I'm certainly visible on Facebook. Our organization is paaousa.org and we try to send you to places that are going to be helpful. We try to cheerlead you on to get you through this and we would love to be helpful to you in in this horrible horrible uh emotional um chi- uh child abuse. It's awful. Well, thank you so much, Jill. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate you. Yep. Goodbye. Bye-bye.